Hola, bienvenidos al Spanish Grammar Review. I'm Molly Martin, and this podcast comes to you from DocMolly.com, where you'll find interactive audio lessons that teach practical Spanish for healthcare and elsewhere. Listos? Empecemos! In today's podcast, we are going to review grammar points from the medical Spanish series Curanderismo, or folk medicine, based on an interview with Francisco Chabajay, un curandero de huesos, a folk healer of bones. In the Curanderismo series, we covered many grammar points as we reviewed the interview. And today, I have selected a few of those grammar points to reinforce with further examples. Listen to Don Francisco's response when I asked him how one becomes a curandero. Fíjese que para ser curandero, uno no aprende, no le enseñan, sino que le trae desde el vientre de la madre. One more time. Fíjese que para ser curandero, uno no aprende, no le enseñan, sino que le trae desde el vientre de la madre. So we're going to cover three grammar points from this excerpt. First, he begins his response with the common expression, fíjese, the formal or usted command for fijarse, fíjese. Now, if speaking casually, you could also use the casual command, fíjate. Both these commands, fíjese or fíjate, are a way of getting your attention before making a statement. It's like saying, you see, or note that. Speaking casually, how would you say to a friend, look, they're very expensive. Fíjate que son muy caros. Now using the formal command, fíjese, how did Don Francisco say, You see, to be a curandero, one doesn't learn. Fíjese que para ser curandero, uno no aprende. Now listen how Don Francisco uses the third person plural to express a passive action. No le enseñan. No le enseñan. One isn't taught. So here, the subject is an unspecified they, and literally this translates to they don't teach one. The third person plural is often used in Spanish to express passive actions, so that no le enseñan is translated as one isn't taught. So interpret that again. One isn't taught. No le enseñan. Now using the same passive construction with the verb ingresar, how would you say, I was admitted to the hospital? Me ingresaron en el hospital. Now try, she was taught to respect her elders, los mayores. 
me enseñaron a respetar a los mayores. Now listen to how Don Francisco uses sino que as a conjunction meaning rather or instead. No le enseñan, sino que le trae desde el vientre de la madre. One isn't taught, rather one gets it from the womb of the mother. No le enseñan, sino que le trae desde el vientre de la madre. Now it's your turn. Interpret, one isn't taught, rather one gets it from the womb of the mother. No le enseñan, sino que le trae desde el vientre de la madre. Now, using the verbs animar and reñir, interpret, they did not scold me. Instead, they encouraged me. No me reñieron, sino que me animaron. Try that one again. They did not scold me. Instead, they encouraged me. No me riñeron, sino que me animaron. Now try to interpret the following excerpt into English. Cuando supe que tenía algo bueno en mi vida, un don, When I discovered that I had something good in my life, a gift. Now here, instead of interpreting this as when I knew, I used discovered. Because when saber is used in the preterite, in this case, supe, it usually implies the discrete act of discovering something or figuring something out for the first time. So now, try to interpret that back into Spanish. When I discovered that I had something good in my life, a gift, Cuando supe que tenía algo bueno en mi vida, un don. Mm -hmm. Now interpret, I called you as soon as I found out. Te llamé tan pronto como lo supe. In the interview, Don Francisco tells us about a little bone that he found on the shore of Lago Atitlan and how an old woman visits him in his dreams. Now listen to what she told him and try to interpret the following into English. Me decía que lo tapara, o sea, que lo, que lo tapara pues que no lo pusiera en cualquier cosa. Me decía que lo tapara, que no lo pusiera en cualquier cosa. She told me to cover it, to not just put it on anything. Me decía que lo tapara, o sea, que lo, que lo tapara pues que no lo pusiera en cualquier cosa. This is a perfect example of the imperfect subjunctive following 
a verb of influence in the past. Me decía que lo tapara, que no lo pusiera en cualquier cosa. And as we learned in the subjunctive podcast, you could also use the alternative forms of the imperfect subjunctive. For example, me decía que lo tapase, que no lo pusiese en cualquier cosa. Using the preterite interpret, they insisted that I come here. Insistieron que viniera aquí, or insistieron que viniese aquí. Now interpret, she told me to put the keys on the table. Ella me dijo que yo pusiera las llaves en la mesa. Or without the subject pronouns, me dijo que pusiera las llaves en la mesa. Or, me dijo que pusiese las llaves en la mesa. In the interview, Don Francisco tells us about how the little bone he found on the shore of Lago Atitlan lets him know when someone is coming for help because it moves all by itself. Se mueve solo. Using solo and the verb quitarse interpret, does the pain go away on its own? El dolor se quita solo? Of course, the subject can also follow the verb here, and you could say, se quita el dolor solo? Now use solo to interpret, are you able to do it on your own? ¿Puedes hacerlo sola? If speaking to a woman or ¿Puedes hacerlo solo? If speaking to a man. And here you can place the object pronoun lo before the verb phrase and say ¿Lo puedes hacer solo? For the sake of time, in the following examples, I am not going to present all the different rearrangements, but I will include them in the show notes. Next, Don Francisco describes an injury suffered by a little girl. Try to interpret his words into English. Hint. He uses the verb zafarse, meaning to dislocate. Y se le zafó este, esta parte de la muñeca. Y se le zafó esta parte de la muñeca. And this part of her wrist dislocated. Y se le zafó este, esta parte de la muñeca. So here, Don Francisco used the accidental say construction to imply that something unintentional or accidental occurred to the little girl. So we use the accidental say, se zafó, it dislocated, and the indirect pronoun le to refer to whom the action occurred. In this case, the little girl. Se le zafó la muñeca. Literally, the wrist dislocated on her. You can also take the little girl out of the equation and simply say, the wrist dislocated. Se zafó la muñeca. Listen to Don Francisco use quebrarse in this way. Se quebró el femur. Se quebró el femur. The femur broke. Now, using the accidental say, 
How would you interpret? The little boy's femur broke. Se le quebró el femur al niño. So here, le refers to the little boy. And using the accidental say, we emphasize that it was an accidental or unintentional occurrence. Now, we can also express things that happen to the body more intentionally, making the person the subject of the reflexive verb. For example, I broke my arm. Me quebré el brazo. Here, I am the subject of the verb. Me quebré el brazo. On the other hand, if I want to emphasize the accidental nature of the occurrence, I could use the accidental say, Se me quebró el brazo. My arm broke. So in the first example, I am the subject of the action. Me quebré el brazo. I broke my arm. And in the second example, I am the recipient of the action. Se me quebró el brazo. My arm broke. But both essentially mean the same thing, that I broke my arm. So now it's your turn. Using the reflexive verb and being the subject of the action, how would you say, I broke my leg? Me quebré la pierna. Now using the accidental say construction, how would you say, his arms were broken in the accident? Se le quebraron los brazos en el accidente. Now let's use the reflexive verb, zafarse, to dislocate. Using the reflexive verb, interpret, Angela dislocated her shoulder. Angela se zafó el hombro. Now, interpret that again, emphasizing that it was an accident. Angela's shoulder dislocated. Se le zafó el hombro. I'd like to point out here that Don Francisco is from Guatemala, and zafarse is a colloquial way to say to dislocate in certain parts of Latin America. Now listen to Don Francisco as he begins to discuss how he treats fractures and interpret his words in English. Hay quebraduras que son muy fuertes, que mm -hmm. sí, cuestan, cuestan mucho. There are fractures, quebraduras, that are very severe, fuertes, and they are indeed difficult. Y si cuestan. So here we use the verb costar to indicate that something is difficult or hard to do. Using the verb curar, interpret, it is very difficult to fix these fractures. Cuesta mucho curar estas quebraduras. Now interpret, it is hard for me to understand you. Me cuesta entenderte. 
Finally, our last grammar topic, the passive say construction. Now listen to the multiple examples of the passive say in the following excerpt from the interview. Las dos se hierven en el agua. Okay. Y después de hervido bien, va, se enfría y se le aplica al paciente. So referring to two herbs, he first says, Las dos se hierven en el agua. Both are boiled in the water. Las dos se hierven en el agua. Then referring to the mixture, se enfría, it is cooled, y se le aplica al paciente, and it is applied to the patient. Las dos se hierven en el agua. Okay. Y después de hervido bien, va, se enfría, y se le aplica al paciente. Referring to herbs, hierbas, and using the verb aplicar, how would you say, both are administered to the patient? Las dos se le aplican al paciente. So las dos, both, is the subject of the verb aplicarse, and le refers to the patient. Las dos se le aplican al paciente. Interpret, the mixture is boiled and then cooled. Se hierve la mezcla y después se enfría. Referring to herbs and using the verb agregar, how would you say both are added to the water? Se le agregan las dos al agua. And in many of these examples, you can switch the subject around. For example, you can also say, las dos se le agregan al agua. And that wraps up today's grammar podcast based on the most recent medical Spanish series, Curanderismo, Folk Medicine. This is the first time I've based a grammar podcast off a medical Spanish series. Although the Medical Spanish podcast is based on medical topics, we cover a lot of advanced Spanish grammar in this podcast. So I wanted to share with the grammar subscribers how this works, and at the same time, reinforce some of the grammar points we covered in the Medical Spanish series, Curanderismo, Folk Medicine. You can let me know what you think by emailing me at molly at docmolly.com. Y hasta la próxima! This is a production of DocMolly.com, where you will find interactive audio lessons that teach Spanish for healthcare and elsewhere.